0: The company's great. The company's going to change millions of people's lives. I mean, we sent out a million bottles of green juice last year, which is changing a lot of lives. And I can say that, right? But what's really cool is that when you come into the organization, that's the secondary thing. The first thing is let's make sure you're straight. You know, you got a problem in a relationship that's even separate from this, well, you're going to learn enough about your emotional intelligence, your spiritual awareness to where now that's going to start to dissolve. And now you're a conduit for transformation in your family. This is one of the sideline benefits that you get from being here. We got book club. We're reading books every single month together. We were reading a book a week together. We have Jeopardy, right? So it's creating the culture of transformation and change and then allowing that to show up in the
1: world that's drew cannoli and this is episode 235 of wellness force radio what's up my friend it's your host josh trent and welcome back to another episode for your weekly access to global experts in all things wellness as we discover the physical and emotional intelligence we need to live life well in this podcast, we're talking with Drew Canole, the founder of Organify, one of my great friends here in San Diego. Now I got to go to Drew's house and interview him in person. You guys should have been there. He was wearing all white, he had a, a big robust beard. But as you'll learn in this show and why this is so unique, we're talking about you being you, which is something that Drew has learned personally in his life, how to truly be himself, and why this message actually came through him to write this book, this brand new book, You Be You, where he discovers soul mapping, how to use traumas fuel this identity pyramid, which allows you to break down your own identity and change who you are, and our 3D selves versus our 4D and 5D selves how to get to a more spiritual place. We're also going to talk about how Drew overcame some of the coldest, darkest days as a child to now lead Organify. What I personally loved the most about this episode is the presence of Drew. You know, this is his second time on the show. We had him on in 2016, and he was a truly different person back then. Now, Still himself, but he's allowed himself to do the deeper work of understanding what it is to really walk down that path of emotional intelligence, which is what we explore so much on the show. And there couldn't be a better time to talk about this. We're in a massive collective up-leveling and behavioral shedding right now as a nation. I know you feel it. Judge Kavanaugh, climate change, pending economic collapse, obesity, diabetes. The paradox of the moment is that, you know, with the more abundance and resources than ever, we're also faced as a race with a moral and spiritual crisis of a widening gap in both wealth and resource allocation. In other words, as a nation, people are choosing silence and comfort over conflict while a deeper conflict grows. What we really need right now are calm, confident, and inspired action leaders who are willing to be the change they want to see in the world. Not just self-proclaimed leaders that attended a weekend workshop where they jumped up and down to YouTube music blasting and a dude on a stage in all black told them to say yes 500 times. That's not what we need. What we get to have right now for the revolution is you. You being you. Being yourself has become this platitude tossed out on social media and in self-help books as kind of a reductionistic answer to quell the curious hearts who, meanwhile, wonder what the hell that even means. But for many of us, being ourselves is a lifelong lesson and a path less traveled as it involves radical acceptance of our truth and the power of will to do sometimes the hardest work imaginable. We're talking about this inner work of how to actually be ourselves in a society that profits from your self-doubt. Trusting yourself is a rebellious act. Show notes from today are at 235, wellnessforce.com forward slash 235. And also Drew is hooking it up. He's giving away three free copies of UBU. All you have to do is go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review, leave a review for the podcast, and you'll be automatically entered to win. I'll choose the winner next week. We'll announce it in our private Facebook group. We're also going to send out 90 days of Organifi to one lucky winner as well. So it's a double contest this week. I want to give you free stuff. Go over to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Leave your review. You can win one of three copies of Drew's new book and a 90-day supply of Organifi. Now let's dig in live and in person right now with Drew Canole. I am Josh Trent. This is Wellness Force. My guest today is the founder of one of the fastest growing health companies in the world, also our show sponsor, and someone that I truly love and have come to know and see as this dynamic leader in so many ways. You know, he has been recognized in the top echelon of thought leaders in health and wellness. He is a nutrition and transformation specialist and a national spokesperson for the benefits of juicing vegetables for health and vitality. Now, he's also the founder of FitLife TV, where he shares education, inspiration, and also, you guys, entertainment, these videos on health and longevity. But with an early life of hardship in northern Michigan to later success in finance and marketing, his path of truth-seeking took him to a place of deep spiritual growth, where he, for hours, studied an application, thousands of hours, actually. And in less than 10 years, he radically transformed hundreds of thousands of lives to know how to take loving ownership of their wellness, including his own. Widely known as the modern-day energetic descendant of Jack LaLanne and a multiple published author, (laughs) the wellness philosopher here on the planet to bring out the best in others, Drew Canole, welcome to Wellness Force. Thank you, my
0: man. Love the intro, by the way. Thank Thank you you for that. That was awesome.
1: We're sitting here in your office, Uh, Your office is so grounding. We're overlooking this canyon, a beautiful afternoon on a Friday here in San Diego. Why did you choose this area to live? What does this area mean to you? Well, about seven years ago, I was in Florida and I had visited San
0: Diego once or twice, but I, I didn't know anybody else. And when I would come out here, I noticed the awareness levels of people was much higher. People were open Receptive, ready to grow. Like everybody I meet in uh, downtown San Diego and everybody on the Organify team is so open for change, so open for evolution of their own life. And you want to be surrounded by people like that because life is so short. And it's so good to be around family, people that are growing, people that are doing things. And, uh, just remind you of who
1: you really are. 2016, we interviewed uh, episode 78. 78. 78, Drew. uh, Truth, transformation, and green juice, which is three fun categories that you're a specialist in. In the past two years, it's been a little bit over two years, like what's grown the most for you since we interviewed last? Yeah.
0: So what's grown the most, I would say, first and foremost, is like you had mentioned it, I think myself, I think I have grown. And the hundreds of hours that I've spent reading and dedicating myself to the work, to evolution, to knowing myself, know thyself, and not from like an ego place of like, I know this and I know that and you don't, but really once you, <laughs> once you start to go down different rabbit holes, you realize that you don't really know anything. Yeah. Uh I think Delphi said it best to Socrates back in the day when Socrates was asked, you know, are you a master? And he said, no, I'm not. He said, he just was so humble in a sense. He said, I don't really know anything. And Delphi said, you're the smartest man in the land for recognizing that there's so much to know and to think that we know it all really separates us from everybody else. The book
1: is You Be You. Yeah, This title, I have it right in front of us, Detox Your Life, Crush Your Limitations, And own your awesome. Do you really think that these three steps are going to be something everyone can use? Like, who's this book for, man? Who's it really for?
0: I think it is for everybody. Anybody that's on a journey to dig a little deeper with themselves. I think there's so much noise out there in social media today, in the world, on the news. You know, CNN, constant negative news, all this stuff that's circulating that takes people out of the silence. And I think that's where the juice is. Mm. That's where the beauty is, is going deep within and talking to yourself every single day and really figuring out what lights you on fire and um, what really gets you going. Because, I mean, a life without understanding who you really are um, is kind of fleeting. Mm. There's not a lot of joy to it. And it's an emotional roller coaster. So getting grounded in who you really are is what this book is all about.
1: And the layers unfold for you, because I was saying before we recorded, the the inspiration I felt from you three years ago, it's just the same, except for now, it's a bit more serious and connected to the earth. Mm-hmm. What have you done as far as like spiritual practices in the last two years? Because like you're showing up so differently and, and, and so incredible, man. Yeah, thank you, yeah. my brother. Appreciate that.
0: I have been studying a lot of ancient civilizations, ancient Egypt with hermetic teachings. Do you know why the pyramids were built yet? Um, I think I know, uh-huh. right. Cause I don't know anything for sure. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that, but I've, I'm a big dreamer for the past 10 years. I've been working with a Toltec uh, shaman who opens up portals in dream time of plant medicine. And I've traveled to ancient Egypt and I've seen some of the stuff that's actually happened in the land. And yeah, it's uh, my current belief right now is it's a navigation system. And many of them are actually, as you've if you've ever watched Pyramid Code, are like sacred sound healing. Is this Graham
1: Hancock studied the pyramids for a long time? Yeah, did you read his book? I haven't.
0: What's uh, Graham's book?
1: Uh, The name of it, I believe, is um, Mystic, like messages from the gods or something Mm -hmm. like that. I should know that since I'm asking you the question. Well,
0: you look at all those ancient structures, and they must have had lasers back then to create these things that are, you know, ninety thousand pounds. And if you look at a 90,000 pound column, that's three school buses like welded together with perfect precision, that of no breaking, no cracks. I mean, look at the ed- edges of these columns. There's not a crack in them. Yeah. And then you go a few miles into a different village and you see stuff that man has made and it <laughs> looks like completely different. So there's definitely something going on there. And I think you'd have to be a little naive to believe that we are the only race in this galaxy amongst thousands, millions of different stars constantly expanding in every direction.
1: It's cool to sit with you now and have this kind of a vibrational conversation, thinking about where you came from, like your roots. Nobody's talking about that in Northern Michigan. Uh -uh. Like, they're not talking about the pyramids. They're not talking about like spirituality and and things that you go into so depth for. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever think, like, when was the moment in this process? And we went into your story quite a bit on episode 78. So, um, as far as like the abuse and the story there, like, we're going to leave that in that episode because today I really wanted to focus on you and where you're at now. But in that process of creation, your life unfolding. Is there a point where you thought, oh my God, the kid from Northern Michigan is actually here helping people, not just physically with nutrition, but also spiritually and emotionally? Like, Was there a point in the journey where that became real? I think every day, every day, just
0: getting grateful in the morning for who I was and who I am now in the moment. I think every day is a, and every moment is a rebirth almost of another unfolding that we get to see, that we get to create together. I don't really cling on to the past much anymore like I used to. I used to use the story a lot of this abused little boy that had all this trauma, which is great because I was using it to inspire other people to break free and really help them heal, and that served its purpose. But now it's the realization that in any moment, you can become somebody new. It's like the dog jumping in the air. The dog that jumps is a different dog than the dog that lands. And that's every single moment of every single day. So yeah. most people are waiting for a magic moment, like the song, right? Where there's magic moments in every single moment of our life.
1: The the revolution that you're creating, it's not just with Organifi. There's there's something deeper that I've always felt. And this is why I've been so stoked to partner with Organifi. Mm-hmm. And this is why Wellness Force enjoys the message. It's not just about the ingredients. It's about something else. There's something deeper of an undercurrent when we look at Organifi. you know Organifi. what it is? What is it? I'm curious. <laughs> So there's a lot of
0: different things, but we'll, we'll be, I'll be short, I'll be brief with this. As a biological being, this 3D body that you see is amazing. Like the Nawal shaman of ancient times would call this our uh, toenail, our toenail body, which is great. We love it, but it's a black hole. If you read the work of Carlos Constanatus in the 70s and stuff, you see that we spend so much time on these bodies. We get our Botox and our liposuction and, you know, <laughs> whatever people are doing these days to take care of these 3D meat suits or yep. going to the gym for hours a
1: day. I love that you said meat suit.
0: Yeah. And really, it's just a bag of flesh. Yep. So the more and more we put time and attention into this, it actually distracts us from one of our other bodies that is far more powerful. It's like the 3D body is like a window that you only get a glimpse of looking into occasionally. And when you tap into your 5D body, which is the light body, which everybody has, it's the astral body, it's the etheric, it's the auric field, and you put your head out that window, you realize that that's infinitely expanding in every direction, in every realm, in every dimension. And once you tap into that, you become so much more of who you really are. And that's what we talk about in the book, right? You be you. It gets you to a very basic level, but it takes you through that. And I believe organify and eating things that have a high vibrational force actually attune this biological suit to actually connect more to those other bodies, your soul body, your light body all that other stuff. So people start to wake
1: up. When you're in those other environments, though, sometimes the messages don't come right away, right? So when you're in higher states of consciousness, when you've explored, I'm sure, was there a certain modality that you really found these answers in? Was it through plants? Was it through breathing?
0: It was all of that. It was working out every day and taking exercise seriously and getting the chi moving in my body, right? Like Chinese medicine. And um, it was uh, nature therapy, getting outside, planting your feet in the earth, grounding and meditation and all of these things that we can do with these 3D bodies that help us access those other, other things.
1: Have you ever gone down the road of plant medicine or psilocybin, ayahuasca, things like that?
0: The Toltec, this, (laughs) this being that I work with, I don't even think he's human half the time because (laughs) he's tapped into
1: something else. Yeah. I mean, we all know people like that sometimes. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Um, and we all are that, like deep inside. Like you'll never see more of that when you look in the mirror. Like you have access to all that too, I believe. And that's what the mystics were here to teach us, Buddha and Jesus and people throughout all time. But um, yeah, I mean, he was given, at 13 years of age, this is pretty crazy. Uh, Don Juan, who Carlos Constanita talks about, took Javier, who is my Don, who is the only apprentice of Don Juan from the 70s. He took him to this... Uh, mountain in Mexico. And using telepathy, there was no phones back then, right? He's 13. He's probably in his 60s now. 56 shaman from Peru, from south of Mexico, from all over the world, all met at this place to support this human, this divine being that's here, right? And they held him and created space for him energetically And he did plant medicine, so he did mescalito, he did ayahuasca, he did San Pedro, he did all the plant medicines you could imagine every single night. He was 13, so he's drinking copious amounts of this and that and dying, like literally thousands of deaths happened to this frail 13-year-old ginger man, like, (laughs) right? So for nine weeks straight, he did this every single night. The sun went down, he started the ceremony, sun came up, they were done. Now, this is cold. This is in like the upper mountains, so everybody's sweating like after this because they're just holding so much energy, so much space for this little guy. I can't believe he was only 13. Yeah, he's 13. That was his initiation. And at the end of it, the plant medicine told him that he had the ability through dream time to actually open up portals and use this type of uh, medicine in dreams and in real life. So I've been fortunate enough to be working with him for 10 years to where I haven't had to do plant medicine per per se to actually reap the benefits of uh, having my own shamanic death like hundreds of times, Yeah, dying in my dreams, looking, peering beyond the veil in a dream where I literally die and watching the loved ones in my life and everything else is an alternate timeline unfolds in dream space. And I wake up like, what the heck just happened? I've gone, I've gone there
1: multiple times. It's interesting, Drew, like just you being around your master, would you call him like a a shamanic teacher or what, what do you, what do you call him?
0: Gosh, that's a good question. I think the more I try to label it, the less I know. Okay. You know, there's just no-
1: Spiritual advisor of some sort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Board of advisors for my spiritual light body. Like The, the cool never... thing
1: The cool thing is that this this book, you, Be you there was a billboard about, gosh, a year ago, and um, you put it up here in Little Italy, and I posted it on social because it just hit me, man. It really got to me. I was like, this guy spent money, and I don't know how much it was, but I'm sure it was a, a significant investment. And yeah. You put a billboard up in Little Italy, and it said, you are enough. Mm-hmm. And I think about the kind of downloads why so many of us are, you know, going down the road of self-exploration, whether it's plants or breathing or, or anything, cold therapy, red light mm-hmm. therapy. We're all trying to get to that place where we're enough. Whether yeah. you are enough actually resides within. What inspired you to make that billboard? Yeah. So that's one of the things that, I've
0: seen time and time again in working at Organify, working with all of our family members that are part of the tribe. It's like this deep need for people to feel that in a really absolute pure way. And I thought by putting this billboard up there, it would just be a reminder subconsciously for people to see it driving through it. Literally now me growing up, I put sticky notes everywhere. I got them in my house right now. You can see them, right? Remember to serve. I love you. Reminding myself some notes from my girlfriend, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. But I used to put them on my bathroom mirrors all over the place. So I thought, what way to program the subconscious mind that I've always done that we can do in Little Italy to help people on a subconscious level get that in their body? Because if you feel like you're enough in your body, your mind's going to follow. Your body's your subconscious, which we talk about in the book. So if you train your subconscious to believe it before you see it, then it starts to manifest and the
1: realization of it actually starts to happen. The weight of the physical bodies. I love that you said our bodies are subconscious. It is. You know, on this show, we always talk about physical and emotional intelligence. And I I define, we define intelligence as our ability to gather and to apply. It's not Mm -hmm. just about gathering. And I feel like what's interesting about your book is it's short enough, but it's deep enough so that people can actually gather and apply. A lot of the books you have, you have probably 500 books here in your office. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some people can get lost reading these thick books. Why did you structure the book the way that you did? We'll talk about the three phases as well.
0: Yeah. So any book that I've ever read that's been significant, I've read multiple times. Think and Grow Rich, I've read dozens of times, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. The Kybalion, I've read dozens of times. What is These The Kybalion? It's based on the hermetic teachings of ancient Egypt. It's the spiritual laws that, that are scientific that actually govern what we see in the 3D reality. Cool stuff. Yeah. And that'll lead you down a path to all types of other occult classics that are really, really powerful. That's linked Um, in the show notes for sure. Yeah. So really, really good. Um, But the reason UBU is short is because right now there's so much information out there. Everywhere you go online, there's information, Audible, all these books, and people spend their whole lives consuming. And I think you and I in Southern California, it's a pattern that people get into. They get into self-development. They go to these courses. They spend thousands of dollars every single year for 10 years, 20 years, and they never stop. So when do you really get to this place of realizing that you have everything that you've ever needed and more once you just stop and you recognize who you really are? And that's the goal of this book is to get people to really wake up and have these little moments yeah, day in and day out where you look around and you're like, you know what? Life is good. Oh man. Like I am so good right now. Life I'm is so, so good. We, yeah.
1: we, we've had I had a reminder recently drew where I almost died. I was hiking Mount Whitney and I got altitude sickness. Um and all I could okay. do is all I could do is cry. And I know like you've had experiences in your life where you've come close to get, to death either spiritually or or physically. But I think really what we're talking about here is it's the imprinting that we receive in childhood, some of that comes out in our adult trauma. Mm-hmm. And there's a section in your book, actually, uh, trauma as fuel, Yeah, which this is fascinating to me. You say, of course, moving from mess to mission, maybe you can talk about that, isn't the same process for everyone. As unique beings, we carry within us our individual stories and personal coping mechanisms, which grow and evolve with us. Mm-hmm. What is this trauma as fuel? And why do you think when we are pushed to almost these NDEs, these near-death experiences, that the trauma somehow serves us in a way? How do we, how do we operate in that paradigm?
0: So there's an old uh, Celtic symbol that I saw a long time ago, and it's based on the infinity sign. So the, the loops like this. And if you ever look at this Celtic cross, like you, basically, and we look at it in four quadrants, right? So we have, you're looking, you're opposite of me, so this would be your past, on a um, neuro-linguistic programming level. So you have your past and this is everything that's happened, all your trauma. And you can imagine these little buckets right here as fuel. And then you have your future, which is this timeline. And the present moment's right in the middle of the infinity sign, back and forth, present moment, right? As you go up, these are heaven realms. And then as you come back down in the infinity sign, these are hell realms. So heaven and hell, they're opposite of each other. So the higher you go up, the higher you must come down, which is why in Zen, Zen philosophy, it's not good to go really high because then you can go really low, which is why Zen masters, they could have the best day in their life and they'll just be well, peaceful, right? And then something bad happens, something the child's taken away from them, and they're like, they're fine with it because they're not attached. There's this no attachment principle. So the heaven and hell realms back and forth in the infinity sign, just like this, The higher you go, as as above, so below. Kind of one of the Hermetic teachings, you must fall down. So the trauma, once you hit this bucket, as you come back with the infinity sign, is actually fuel. So it fuels this back into heaven. Once you can see it as an observer outside of your body, once you start observing your life versus being in it, it's the actor, the uh, producer, and the director. Yeah. Right. So right now we're acting. We're, you're on your podcast, I'm an actor, you're interviewing me, but the producer's the next level. It's observing the actor. And then there's a level beyond that, which is, which is your, higher, your um, producer's your higher self, and then the level above that is your God-realized self. So St. Germain talks about this in a lot of old, old work. And that's when you get access to the whole entire network. That's the cloud. And people that plug into this cloud, likened to the internet, are connecting to source. And to use your trauma to get to that place and recognize that you chose everything in your life for a reason. Your mess is your mission. Like the reason I was abused and tortured is because now I get to help people see that that's not the end of their life that this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how bad it was. You can use that as a story to impact people's lives and make change in your family, in your school, in your life, wherever you are in the
1: world. It's almost in a way it gave you a a greater bandwidth of emotional capacity, spiritual capacity. Like, you know, the slingshot analogy, if you're going through something rough, it's because you're about to shoot and the harder you pull back the bow and arrow, the farther the arrow will shoot. Do you feel like that rings true for you, that capacity, that bandwidth? Absolutely. Yeah, the more
0: that I went through, I was like trained like a Navy SEAL when I was three and four years old. Like being unlovable as a young child makes me so much more lovable for the kids that I see today and the people that are in my life. It's just so much more depth. Yeah. And I love the slingshot analogy powerful.
1: It is powerful. Yeah. I, I've been through it. You know, I was 280 pounds at one point. I've, I've experienced um, humiliation, being spit on, being kicked, uh, yeah. being picked on like you wouldn't believe, never feeling like a place was home. And when I look back on that, I realize like, oh, well, that's even why I'm talking to Drew right now is because this bandwidth has been created. Mm-hmm. People that are reading your book, they might even not know about the concept of trauma as fuel or of this bandwidth. How do you introduce people to the concept of UBU, And then we'll <laughs> talk about the phases
0: yeah so introduce them the concept to u b u by there's really no dot I mean the book yes will explain it, but it's really ways of being. It's the way that you're demonstrating every day like judge people based on their demonstration. how many people are they actually helping? what are they doing in the world? and I think uh, when you're really you and you're Loving yourself, when you're making time for the people that you care about, when you're exercising, when you have a morning ritual, when you're doing all these things, it kind of cascades your results, and the proof is in the pudding. So people that are really tapped into their true, authentic nature have explosive and extraordinary world-class results, and that's what I'm attracted to. I've been studying world-class leaders and people my whole life because... Of that, you know, you want to emulate that.
1: There was a mentor you had when you're in finance. Yeah. Uh, we said in the intro, you know, you went from like northern Michigan, incredible thresholds breached emotionally through abuse, but then being successful in finance and marketing. Then you made this transition where you I think you drove out to San Diego and you're like, I'm just gonna see what happens. Or did you have the yeah. vision? Did you have the vision when you're in finance about what Organify and FitLife TV was gonna be? I think
0: the 3D Drew didn't have a clue. I had no vision. But there was always a higher guidance and call it the council that's above me. Like I always felt like they were watching over, telling me exactly what to do, whispering in my ear, showing me signs. And then I just had to take the step. But I was completely guided the whole way.
1: Right? Like when you're in your car driving from the east to the west. Yeah. You actually felt like you were being guided. Yeah. Not just on your GPS. I
0: feel like I'm being guided right now. Like it's not me. And Wayne Dyer said this once about Mother Teresa, it's like, you're just a pencil in the hand of God. And I feel like the more we recognize that, the more personal power we actually have, because there's nothing that can be thrown at me now when I know that God is one with the majority. And I'm plugged into that infinite stream of goodness everywhere I go.
1: You got out here. How did you actually lose the 40? Or did you lose it back East? I, 40 pounds? I
0: started losing it here. I just completely changed who I was. I studied uh, neuro linguistic programming a little bit and I worked with some mentors in regards to how to create change. One of my buddies, Jim Fortin, who's a coach, uh, was the through, NLP master. Yeah, or? went through Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And then also, th- there's an identity pyramid too that has broken down how to change your identity of who you are. And one of the bottom ones is environment. So the environment that I was in was kind of toxic. I was hanging out with people, drinking every weekend, and I just wasn't getting a lot of fulfillment um, outside of doing things to escape, who I really was, right? So I drove out to California. I changed my routine up. I was waking up at 8 or 9 o'clock when I was over there in Florida every day, and I just started waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock, right? Going to the gym um, drinking green juice every single morning. I was 40 pounds overweight, lazy, lethargic. Uh, but I was just, and I did it because I wanted to help other people. That was a big thing too. I had stopped every single thing that I was doing to make money. And I started to chase helping other people. I started to make change in other people's lives one by one. It didn't matter who it was. And then within the, even the first week I lost like 12 pounds I did what's called the Alpha Reset, which we created. It's an online PDF that we've had like over 3 million people download it by right wow. now. So the Alpha Reset was a five-day juice cleanse that I did. We started it seven years ago. So I lost uh, 40 pounds in 90 days, documented my whole journey, put it on YouTube, put it on Facebook. Talked about the trauma that I experienced and was very relatable to people. I wasn't the guru, I was the guide on the side, helping people to stand on their own stage of their life. And that's kind of the way that I've always been. Mm. I'm all about elevating and delegating other people.
1: I love that, man. You're like, I wasn't the guru. I was the guide on the side. Yeah. A lot of times when people get fame, was there the first three or four years where you started to grow fame? Like now I think your YouTube is at 500,000 subscribers. Yeah. You have like 2 million people on vegetable juicing. You have millions of people through Organifi. Mm-hmm. How did you take on that fame in the beginning? Like now it's obvious that you're doing it from the guide on the side. Yeah. Was there ever a point where you can raise your hand and admit that the fame did get to you in any way?
0: No. There was, and there's times when my ego would flare up a little bit, I think. The 3D drew? The 3D drew, where it's like, ah, this is like me, like, you know, I'm I'm important. Yeah. The scared little boy, the abused, unlovable little kid inside of me was like, hey, I'm important. Look at what I got. Look at this car that I drive. I, mean, I got all the money that I've ever wanted. And then you're there, you'll be there for sometimes weeks. Sometimes people live their whole life there. Yeah. For me, it felt very empty because once you get everything that you want, you know, I could afford to buy pretty much anything that I would ever want, um, and most of the stuff I want's crazy woo-woo stuff anyway, like gongs like that big and sound healing. Crystal in your yeah. doorway. <laughs> <laughs> so once you get everything that you want, you realize that that's just such a small piece of the whole big picture, and that's all 3D, which is all great. Yeah. But what I'm playing for in this life is just to get as many people as possible to wake up and recognize their own greatness. It's like a re-remembering for humanity at this time. Mm. And when I'm plugged into that, that ego, that little Drew is just, he's like, all right, cool, dude. Like, I'm listening. What do you need me to do? Yes. Versus I'm going to take over and I'm going to bring this whole ship down. and Because the ego will rear its ugly head and... (laughs) <laughs> It'll do just some unassuming things when the big U, which we talk about in the book, is connected to the infinite universe. And the big U is beautiful because it sees the big you in every single person.
1: You're tapped into this higher source. How would you actually define this? There's actually yeah. a section in the book where you talk about source. Um, one thing that I thought was fascinating I highlighted this, you said source or the light is that something we all share, the oneness that exists beyond our human form, beyond the meat suit, yeah. uh, beyond the 3D bodies we've been given to inhabit this lifetime it is the single unified light that shines into through and out from each one of us some people call it god other people have different names for it Uh, for people that aren't religious but still kind of get the gravitas of what you're saying yeah how would you define source is it that we're all light
0: exactly that's it in a nutshell for me and scientifically you break down the human cell it's light there's more energy in your body in this meat suit to power three different countries like at the same time, like atomically, energy, right? And that's all light if you break it down to what it really is. But what is light if you break it down even further? It's information, light is sound. So all the ancient texts, even the, the Bible that was written in Jesus' language in the beginning, um, it wasn't the word, it was the sound. And everything that was created was good, right? So that's the light, and it emanates in everywhere and everything. And I feel like when you see people as that, the whole universe reorients itself, if you're consciously choosing it. Now, you and I are in the three-dimensional world, and in the 3D world, we see hurricanes coming up the coast and devastation and people that are in poverty and all this other stuff. But the only thing, one of the biggest things that separates the 3D from the fourth dimensional reality is actually being in the present moment. And if you've ever read of any, any Eckhart Tolle's work where it's the power of now, mm-hmm. well, the power of now is powerful, the most powerful, because when you're in the present moment, that's the only place that you can create. And you are a creator. We all are. And when you're a creator and you're in the light and you see others as doing that, And as the Toltecs say, you're an artist and you're doing your art and I'm doing my art and together our art's beautiful. There's no judgment, there's no limitations, and you're just incomplete and utter gratitude for the life that you've been
1: given. I love that you said the first thing wasn't the word, it was the sound. It reminds yeah. me of the podcast. I was just at Paul Check's Heaven House, and he said, everything in this universe is ohm, beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. So that sound that we all do at the end of a yoga class, that's actually connecting us to some of these ancient teachings that you've studied for so long. Yeah. This middle point, the present moment, I kind of feel like we're, we're fought with it. We're, we're under attack more now than ever, Drew. Yeah. The the way that people are pinged by calendars and um, assaulted by responsibility. I think you know when we look at maybe our grandparents. Like my grandpa was. I'm wearing his necklace today to give him honor because he's been on my mind a lot lately. And his life was a lot more simple, but it was not easier. But it was mm-hmm. more simple. The simplicity of life is what people most crave right now. And yeah. I think it really starts, as you said, with the awareness of the physical body. Mm-hmm. Can You talk about that. If we really want to get rid of distractions, um, it's getting into our body.
0: Yeah, getting into your body. And there's a lot of, especially where we are in Encinitas in Southern California, there's a lot of people that are searching outside of themselves, right? I'm going to go to this event. I'm going to access plant medicine. I'm going to go through this portal. But the greatest portal that's ever been created is actually in your heart. And when you have the power of that, and it's been taught throughout all time, that big you is inside of you. Jesus said, go in your closet and close the door. Well, the closet is actually this place in your heart that's about the size of a thumb. No surgeon has ever understood this place that's actually in your heart. And what it does is it's a gateway from you and the big you. It's a connection point. It's a data. It's, it's information. And I think going within and meditating from that place... Is super, super powerful.
1: It's actually a physical space in our heart. It's a that physical science space. Doesn't know why.
0: Science doesn't know even know why it's there. Well,
1: they also don't know why the SA node actually lights, right? The thing inside of our heart that makes it beat. No one can you take a heart out of someone's body, you put it in another person's body, the heart might beat, but there's some other existential force that's actually making this thing ignite.
0: Yeah. And that's all around us. It's in every living thing. That existential force is everywhere. And sound, right? If you hook up a tree, if you take a tree and I think they put it on like a record player and it played the lines in the tree. If the tree's healthy, it sounds like an orchestra. If the tree's kind of dying and it's got disease or discord of any kind, it sounds all crickety and crackety, like instruments are actually missing. You can listen to the human cell as well. So it's
1: everywhere people that don't know about Organifi just to shift here. We've been going into some very deep spaces. <laughs> I love this. Which I love, man. Yeah, Because I, I, I it's a testament to the, the type of interview we did last time versus like how you're showing up now. We'll get right back with Drew, but I want to talk to you quickly about cordyceps, this cordyceps, this ancient mushroom with stress and detoxification properties is found in the Wellness Force Bundle. This is the best bundle on the market right now. This is why we partnered with Organifi. It's actually really cool that we're interviewing Drew on the show today because he could probably answer a ton more questions about this. That's why he chose to put it in the product. But what I feel when I personally take the Organifi Red Juice Powder that is infused with cordyceps is a general sense of well-being. You know, this origin, cordyceps, they're native to the Tibetan Plateau. Way in the Himalayas, and these health benefits have been going on for millennia. Chinese medicine, Eastern, Western, everyone recognizes. The immune system, the respiratory system, athletic performance, longevity, the list goes on and on. This cordyceps is infused in the red juice, which is why I go with the Organifi instead because it's a delivery system that I can take anywhere. You can do it too. All you have to do is go to Organifi.com forward slash wellness Drew gave us 20% off for you, all the entire Wellness Force audience. Just go to Organifi.com forward slash wellnessforce. Use code wellness force. You get 20% off and you can give the green juice and my favorite for nighttime, the turmeric lemon balm infused gold juice. That's the best one for nighttime sleep. Let's get back with Drew and learn even more about Organifi and why he does what he does. For people that are just tuning into Wellness Force, maybe they're finding us from somewhere else. Inc. 500, three years in a row. Yeah. Organifi. Why do you think you've been so successful? Because mm, it's
0: not about me at all. When we go after our own success versus bringing up everyone around us, I think that's the trap. So my focus is to empower others in every moment of every day. So when I'm in the office, it's legitimately, how can I change their life? How can I impact them? What can I talk about? What deep conversations can we have to really move the needle in their life outside of this company? The company's great. The company is going to change millions of people's lives. I mean, we sent out a million bottles of green juice last year, which is changing a lot of lives. And I can say that, right? But what's really cool is that when you come into the organization, that's the secondary thing. The first thing is let's make sure you're straight. You know, you got a, a problem in a relationship that's even separate from this, well, you're going to learn enough about your emotional intelligence, your spiritual awareness to where now that's going to start to dissolve. And now you're a conduit for transformation in your family. This is one of the sideline benefits that you get from being here. We got book club. We're reading books every single month together. We were reading a book a week together and we have Jeopardy, right? So it's creating the culture of transformation and change and then allowing that to show up in the world. So the, the proof is actually coming to the office in Little Italy. Because we're already ahead of how many millions of people that are actually getting the bottles out in the world and changing their life with that.
1: What is it specifically about the juice? Like, why do you think that came to you? And Because it's the underbelly of what Organifi really is, this slow-dried process. Which, by the way, I was telling you before we recorded, Organifi truly is the only product as far as protein or green juice that I drink. Mm
0: -hmm. And there's
1: a reason because it's the way that I feel. Yeah. when I drink it. Yeah. But why do you think that it came to you so strongly, the green juice per se? There's a lot of health modalities out there. Yeah. What, what was so special about that one? So it it's
0: all related. I think the green juice, the billboard, you are enough. We talk about light. We talk about sound. I think when you make that conscious act every day to supply yourselves with the highest quality nutrition, organic superfoods that have been clinically tested to legitimately lower your stress. We tested it on the Beck's depression scale, improve your mood to increase your energy, to do all of these absolutely amazing things for the human body. And then you position, you package it in such a way where it becomes even more synergistic with the 11 things. It's, it just changes people. I think most green juices out there, they have like 40 or 50 ingredients. Ours only has 11. And the 11 are actually the dose that you need to make a change in the body which goes unnoticed to a lot of superfood companies because they just want to make it cheap. They'll get it in China or something and they'll sell it. They'll get it for like three, four bucks yep. and they'll sell it for $30, 40 right? Mm-hmm. Whereas we pay really good money for our ingredients and we work with our farmers. So getting the highest quality nutrition and seeing that love is leading the way in every single step of the distribution, of the formulation, of the actual customer service in our office. and. Uh, People feel that. It's a feeling is what you're getting. It is
1: and and the biggest report card about our whole life is how we feel. Yeah. So how you feel after you eat something or drink something, you know, I think the reason why at least the audience that I've talked to, the surveys we've done, the contests we've done, why they love the juice so much is because, like, yeah, I feel it right away. Like you can feel it within five minutes Mm -hmm. of you actually consuming it. And for me, I'll tell you, man, I'm all about the red. Like I love the green but there's something about the reishi. There's something about the mushroom that's Mm -hmm. in there. Why did you choose to put mushrooms in there? Because there's a lot of talk about adaptogens. We know these are like different phyto compounds that give our body what it needs, but in regards to mushrooms, like why stick that in the red? Because mushrooms, as you said, are
0: super, super powerful. And when they're combined with antioxidants, it becomes more synergistic. You got antioxidants of the You know, the rhodiola, another adaptogen that's actually in the red as well. And cordyceps. So good for stress. Yeah, stress. Yeah. And cordyceps are one of the greatest, most clinically tried. It actually is the most mushroom on the planet for ATP and energy. So if you want energy, instead of having coffee that's loaded with calories from Starbucks or something that's less healthy for you, why not do something that's adaptogenic, that has no sugar, totally like keto friendly, less than one gram of sugar in the whole entire thing? And it's just a game changer. Red is awesome.
1: Yeah, the red yeah. is my favorite, and, and it gets me tuned up because I used to have a pretty serious caffeine addiction. Like, afternoon, I'd be drinking caffeine. Have you ever struggled with caffeine problems in your life? How did you kick that if you did? Or maybe you're just perfect and you never had any caffeine No, issues. no,
0: no. I, I still drink coffee every day, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, but I also do a week fast. I try to do that at least once a quarter, where it's seven days, no caffeine. It's likened to the Alpha Reset, where it's just probably green juice and water. I start with green juice for three days and then I go to water for four days. I'm preparing myself to do a dry fast, which I don't want to tell anybody to do. I'm not recommending that. I'm not even a doctor. Like, you got to be kind of out of your mind a little bit to do a dry fast. <laughs> dry fast meaning
1: yeah. nothing goes in your mouth. Nothing for how long? goes in
0: your mouth for, I would probably start with three days and then do five days. Are you
1: just looking for the cellular cleanup or something else?
0: Yeah, right? Cellular cleanup next level with the dry fast because your cells are composed of mainly water. So if you're drinking water, it's still not getting rid of anything that could be harmful to you, the bacteria, the different microbes that could be attached to our cells. So the dry fast is really one of the only ways to just completely purify it from the research that I've seen and the people that I've talked to.
1: That's a hell of a why for you to be able to withstand that Uh, discomfort. Three days without anything, man. Yeah.
0: Well, there's people that have done it for 30 days, 40 days, right? And they're literally, you get to a place where it's like, okay, I've demonstrated that food and water has no power over this body, that there's something that we talked about in the heart that's actually running the show here, this primal life force that emanates in every single thing that we see. So how am I going to do this for 30 days? Well, they tell you, you can't live for what, five days without water or something but there's people that do it all the time. So what do they know that I don't? And then how do I be in that place? So taking it to the next level because you want to be a conduit of transformation and change for everybody. Like Imagine going through that yeah. and then having the foresight and ability to talk about from that level
1: and there's a progression so don't do this <laughs> yeah guys. like Drew's done the don't, progression here yeah one, one interesting And there's, thing. there's
0: a way to prep your kidneys and liver and there's a lot of stuff okay. that really goes into it before you take on that this is so. what i
1: like about you man is, is you're very you've always been super open even your first video which we'll link in the show notes it was like 2010 you had your shirt off you the young baby face no beard yeah and you're just like hey guys this is what's really up for me like mm-hmm. this is what i'm truly going through And you've always been able to do that, I've found. Even more so now where you're talking about things beyond just the physical and the emotional and diving more into the spiritual. And there's a question specifically one of our audience members asked you, but I got to ask you, man, like why so open all the time? Like what is that about you that allows you to be that open all the time?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Let Let me think about that for one minute. Yeah, for me... When I think about being open, I think about the, I, I, first of all, my mind goes to, well, what's the opposite? It's being closed off, being constricted. And if I am part of divinity, right, and I'm a pencil in the hand of God, and I know that God is um, constantly expanding in the infinite universe, rippling out, then my natural ability to expand coexists with what that is the big bang is inside of me, right? So my ability to be open is really my ability to hook to the infinity that's within me. And I feel like that's the greatest secret of all, because once you can, once you get access to that and it's not about you, like your dream life is there. I think (sighs) divine synchronicities start to happen where you're literally sitting at a red light and then it becomes green first of all, or you're manifesting parking spots. Like that's all cool. That's all like law of attraction that kind of gets you in the gateway of watching divinity, divinity's hand in your life. But then other stuff starts to happen. People come to you to be healed. People show up and they're they're just pouring out their old history on you for some reason. You see it in their field and you're able to help them and give them guidance. Like God or the universe is using us consistently, but we gotta be open to it.
1: There's a fear that so many of us feel, and it's it's interesting, like the the opposite, we talked about open and closed, yeah. the opposite of expression is depression, mm-hmm. right? So the reason why it's so fun to share what's on our heart, even if it's scary, even if there's fear and we do it anyways, is because that's where all the juice is. That's what this light is that you're talking about. And we had a question for you from our Wellness Force group, and it's from Corey, Yeah. Uh, she says, Drew, I want to create my own transformative programs for high-functioning women, but I'm concerned that some women's realities aren't really ready for taking self-responsibility. Yeah. I'm worried that I'll be insensitive to some of their needs to hang on to disempowering life stories, which is many women in our society are taught to do. What mindset and language can I adopt in order to offer things for women who are skeptical of self-responsibility and self-empowerment programs?
0: Mm, I'm going to answer that, but first, I think the big thing we need to realize in anything like that is realize there's 8 billion people on the planet. So if there's somebody that's not gonna pick up your program because they're skeptical, that's okay. Now is not the time to persuade them. There's the law of interference, which is a spiritual law that I believe is in the Kaibalian as well or something that I've read recently. And when we interfere with people karmically, when we're trying to heal them, it's more about us than it is about them. So the right people will show up And if you're going around trying to heal people and change people just because of your ego, you're going to take on that karma. You're going to take on their issues as well. And you don't want to do that. You want to go through unnoticed and invisible. I've been having a lot of dream time things like learning how to become invisible. What does that mean, right? So if you're truly uh, tapped into source and you're helping just one person, I would focus on one person. That's what I did in the beginning of Fit Life. I just wrote up an email that I wanted to see, right? A testimonial coming in from one of my clients before I had any followers. Drew, thank you so much for the help. This is amazing. I lost X weight. It opened up my mindset. And I put it on my computer and I read it every day, even before I had any clients. So who's that one person to you that that woman that you can go after that maybe her mind wasn't all the way open, but is open enough for her to purchase the program and it completely changed her life. And then you focus on that, and then from there the spider web starts to open up and the synchronicity starts to connect more and more hearts together to actually come and take your program
1: mm, Carrie. I know you felt that answer so deeply because I'm, I'm thinking about this paradigm of love and fear mm-hmm. depression expression I think Drew like so many people they don't follow what they know is possible because the fear can seem so viscerally yeah. deadening to the soul has there been a moment where you had fear even in the process of Organifi where you maybe had even a thought like Carrie had
0: yeah no <sighs> There was always this deep knowing that I knew it would work, that it, for, if I just focused on one person changing one person's life and like really helping them, that people would buy the product. Um, there was definitely 3D fears when it came to money and stuff. There was a time when for nine months straight, I was losing like $50,000 a month. Why? How so? And... Um, we, at the time we were running a lot of paid traffic to an info product that I had before Organifi. So $50,000 every month for like nine months straight. And I remember the conversation I I had to let like three people go in the company. It's really sad. They were like my friends. Right. And we were sitting down having green juice at Vitality Tap. This is the local juice bar downtown. And I'm like, we got to change the energy guys. So let's all go around for the next 10 minutes and just really get into gratitude. Let's shift this. So we started getting into what we're grateful for, the company working together, regardless of what was going to happen. We just switched the energy of it, right, in a really graceful way. And within two weeks, Organifi launched. And I remember the first day we did like forty thousand bucks in sales. Yes. How did that and feel just, going
1: from minus fifty to plus
0: forty? It was just confirmation that you have to have faith. So, like Carrie, listening to Carrie here, it's all about faith. Just put it out there and be you. Don't try to change yourself, right? We talk about you, be you. You, be you. To sell more products because that's not going to be fun. You're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to be like, all right, I have all this money and who knows, maybe you would make more money if you change yourself. But if you lose yourself in the process of making money, like that's not a life worth living. You want to just become more of who you really are. Mm. And you want the world to pay attention and and
1: buy that in your soul. Like, how do you actually understand the fabric of your soul? You talk about soul mapping in chapter yeah. seven of the book. What is soul mapping? Like, what's this concept of soul mapping? Mm.
0: yeah, soul is really turning within and getting deep with yourself and recognizing that, like into what Steve Jobs said before he passed away, it's like he could look back and see this little red thread throughout his whole entire life, and why it's led him up to this point of creation. Every single job, every single opportunity. And there's a way that we can do that, that we talk about in the book, for all humans to look back at our life. And once we look back enough, we start to notice patterns of our, su- of our soul's choice, right?
1: Is it more of an inventory process, almost like an emotional inventory to create the soul map? Exactly.
0: And then once you get to that point, you're much more acquitted to make choices from your soul in the future. Because a lot of them, we're we're in our heads, right? We're making choices from our mind. But I think if you can start to make choices from your heart in your soul, um, your purpose and desire for what you want to create on this planet really starts to enlarge.
1: We scratched the surface of the book today. We're going to look yeah. in the show notes, but just give us maybe a couple concepts of this soul mapping just so that we know like, um, logistically, what would that actually look like? Would it be opening a book and drawing a line down the center? Or how does that soul mapping process begin?
0: Yeah. So I think one of the big concepts that will lead you to the soul map, which when you get the book, you can get it there, is the why identity process. Because you got to understand your why. The why first. that makes you cry, man. Yeah. The why that makes you cry. I love that you read this. <laughs> Yeah. I've uh, done interviews with some podcasts and I'm not going to say what they are, but it's like, you really invested time into this, dude. Yeah. So thank you
1: for that. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. So the why it's, what do you want to see? What do you want to hear? What do you want to feel? And then what do you want to become? And why do you want that? So once you really start to understand the why, then you can correlate that with the soul map.
1: And that process is within the book. Yeah. The uncovering And the whole process,
0: process of the identity. Um, Because sometimes we just feel stuck as humans. We wake up in the morning, we don't have a lot of energy. It's like, gosh, I started this new new podcast or I started this new job and I've only sold two things in the past week. I don't even know how I'm going to pay for my rent. But what keeps us going? And I think once you really uncover... Uh, your why and it's backed with the soul map, you really start to understand how powerful that is mm. and how powerful you are when you're connected to the big you.
1: The three phases detox your life, crush yep. your limitations, own your awesome, detoxing emotionally, crushing limitations, doing the inner work. And then lastly owning your awesome, like what does that actually mean to you? I and mean, it sounds self explanatory, but I'm curious yeah. why you chose that phrase to own your awesome.
0: Yeah. So own your awesome is I mean, it's pretty self explanatory, but if Be you look awesome. at own it. Yeah, just uh, most people, when you ask them, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate yourself? It's sad because most people, uh, I'd give myself like a seven, but I want to be around people that are like, hell, I'm going to give myself a 10 every single day. Like what I've been through, there's nobody like me, my biology, I look completely different than anybody on the planet, on the inside and the outside. My light body's different. Like I am a unique expression of divinity. And because of that, I'm going to give myself a 10. I'm going to own that. And when you really start to own who you are, truly, miracles start to take place immediately, like just pouring out on you every single day. More abundance than you could ever imagine, more energy, your body conforms, you get in the best shape of your life, but it really just takes owning it. And I believe yeah, it's similar to the quote by Marion Williamson, right? It's the, the light that scares us the most, period. So owning your awesome is owning your light.
1: The fear of success can be just yeah. as powerful as the fear of defeat, the fear of failure. Yeah. And this this emotional bandwidth that we've talked about. We've gone really deep, man, in a short amount of time today on the show. Like, I know I we really, could go on for days about it. I this. really enjoy interviewing with you because Likewise. you're my brother. Yeah, I feel the same way, man. Yeah. And I feel that I feel that what you're doing with Organifi is is a beacon that this world really needs right now. And I want to just quickly, before we say goodbye, talk to the person who's mm-hmm. In that space of being in the cube, and there's no shame in being a cube if you love what you do, but maybe somebody's locked into literally a cell, and they're just yeah. so defeated, and their, their visceral organs are, are taxed, their physiology is taxed, mm-hmm. their, their mental is taxed, they have all these things going on. Where do they actually begin? I think this is what trips people up a lot, is the order of operations of transformation. Yeah.
0: So first step, like they always say, right? Acknowledge where you are. It's beautiful. Right where you are is awesome. And that cubicle, like that's served a huge purpose in your life. Whether it's you're on the brink of a divorce, whether it's you're 100 pounds overweight, 200 pounds overweight, maybe you got a terminally ill disease. Maybe you've been given six months left to live and you're listening to this. Maybe um, you just got hit with some bad news. Maybe one of your children is sick and you're in a really dark place. And that's perfect because you are completely here for a reason. There's lessons where you are. And once you start to pull yourself out as the director and you get out of the actor, because the actor wants to run around and do as much paperwork in the cubicle and not really pay attention to what's happening within. Once you start to look at your life as the director and figure out, why am I going through this? Everything is about full ownership in the book, You Be You. Because to be awesome and to really own your awesome, you get to own every part of you. And I think a lot of people, they'll own the brilliance, but then they'll try to push away the shadow. They'll try to get rid of all the other stuff. So if you're in the cubicle, great. What's the lesson there? What are you learning from the job or the, the thing that you're up against? And then how do you really start to shift the body? Like we talked about in the beginning, the body is the subconscious. And we do a lot of things unconsciously because it's programmed in this stored meat suit. So, how do we start to shift that? One, we have to visually impress upon our subconscious mind a desired result in what we're trying to obtain. So, maybe you're sitting in your cubicle every single day for nine hours. You don't have a lot of time to pursue that dream job, right? But you must feel because subconsciously, feeling is the language that the body corresponds to, thinking is the, the language of the conscious mind, but feeling is the subconscious. Neville God- Goddard talks about it in a lot of books. He's written in the like late 1800s.
1: He was the original yeah. master.
0: Master, Joel Goldsmith, another one, Hill. Napoleon Hill, all these guys. So once you, I'm glad that you know all these names. This is awesome. So once you feel it in your body, then you start to heal it but you got to feel it. So feel like you are the owner of Organifi, right? Like you are an entrepreneur that's really lighting things on fire, that's living out their dream life, and you can feel that anywhere. And I remember- to go back to the feeling. Go back to the feeling. I was driving in an Isuzu pickup truck, like 1986 <laughs> pickup truck, rusted out in Michigan. But every time I got in my car, I was- in a freaking Cadillac. It's, that was the best car I could think of at the time because I'm in Michigan and there's like no other cars. Oh, yeah. I'm like this is a Cadillac. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, you have to really feel that. I'd play classical music because my interpretation of rich people at the time was that they always listen to classical music. And I still do, right? Like you come in my house, I got like spa music, shaman <laughs> like I know, classic some nice music. music. In here yeah. I here, yeah. So, you got to put yourself in the feeling place of it already. Write notes to yourself from the future of how you are able to step beyond, beyond this vision of yourself that you've already created and take full ownership of it. You created yeah. the results that you have in your life,
1: mm, even,
0: even in sickness, yeah. right? It's, it's a tough pill to swallow, but what is it teaching you?
1: It's the gathering of the evidence, Drew. I just did a solo cast on this and people loved it it because what evidence are we gathering? I mean, look, you want to start with something tactical, like Drew said, just admit where you truly are. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to be comfortable. And actually I would, I would say nine times out of 10, if there's a change that gets to be done, the inventory of where you are is going to be uncomfortable. It's probably going to be uncomfortable the majority of the time, but like it's the truth, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's been this path for you, dude, the truth seeker, mm-hmm. somebody who wants to find the truth, even if it sucks, let's find out what's true and then move to where we actually want to go. Drew, so stoked to have done this with you in person, man. Yeah. we got to do this you, again brother. sometime.
0: I, I love that you came in here to do this. It's so good to connect face to face and see what you've created. I mean, already you're like on what, 250 episodes? Yeah, absolutely. All the way from mid seventies, yeah, back last in the day. Last time
1: we was 78, man. Yeah. Um, signature question for you before we say goodbye. What it's, you got? It's wellness. You defined it two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how you see it now. Yeah. You know, with two more years of teaching, uh, probably hundreds of thousands of people that have given you positive feedback yeah. about your company. Like, as you've created your life, what is wellness to you now? How do you define that?
0: Oof. I mean, we could go off on so many tangents here. Go for it, man. I think uh, wellness to me is full body, spirit, mind integration. So recognizing that wellness isn't just paying attention to the 3D body, but it's also doing the work outside of that and going within. I think that's wellness. I think, yeah, there's so much stuff that pulls us to the external, but I believe true wellness is an inside job. So how often are we spending time in that silence to really see what, what needs to happen next?
1: Huge takeaway for me was when you talked about the physical part of the heart. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard that before. Uh, this is why I love doing interviews, because I always learn yeah. so much. The physical part of the heart is what you just spoke to in me and in all of us, that little part that that honestly I didn't even know was there. The book is UBU. The website is ububook.com, and yep. uh, it's coming out live event on the 19th. Yeah, if you buy two books. Two books. Tell us about the, the bonuses. So you live event, cool
0: you get two. I'm giving away three meditation tracks that I recorded with this melodious voice. One for sleep, one for waking up, one for uh, like a vitamin B shot for midday, and then also a six-part video series. So over $100 worth of value when you buy two books, you get all the bonuses, and uh, it's just a leveling up. Anybody that moves forward with the book today, uh, I want to hear from you. I want to see how your life has changed, not only after reading it, but also six months and a year out from it. And a lot of I gave books to everybody in the office at Organifi uh, as a gift, and it's it's deep because in the beginning, as you know, there's a lot of uh, stuff that I reveal in my life that opens people up. A lot of men, right, mm-hmm. that are getting present to some of the stuff that they went through, and now they're finally able to release it through some of the exercise and teaching. So I just love being a conduit of change, and I know you do as well, which is why we connect on so many levels. Yeah. So when you get the book
1: today, you can get all those bonuses. Cool. Awesome. We'll link in the show notes. Drew Canole. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming in, buddy. forward slash radio. And while you're at my house on the web, Join us in the Wellness Force Community newsletter on that page, and I'll send you four free guides around staying healthy with your eating, moving, and sleeping while you travel. But don't let this conversation stop here. Join a group of people like you over at the Wellness Force Community Facebook page. This is where we talk about the things that really matter. We share our wins, inspirations, struggles, and a lot more. So join us, tap on the show artwork on your phone, and hit that purple link that says join the Facebook group, and I will welcome you at the door. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and create impact for the people that you care about. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.